Touch That Dial, you've landed on Gab and Grow, a podcast for students at Western Connecticut State University and their parents and other interested parties. Um, but it's all here to help you navigate the world at WCSU. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and this episode's a bit different for us because we're actually taping it at the end of our first year of podcasting. And rather than doing one of those look back kind of episodes, we're doing a look ahead episode. So today we're going to be talking to our new students who are going to be starting with us in the fall. And joining us are two of our current students. Both of them are great student leaders who just happen to work for Housing and Residence Life. So first, we have graduating senior Eden Edward Harris. Hi, Eden. Hi, Mary Beth. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How about you? Great. All right. And we're also being joined by Michael Newman, who is going to be starting your senior year, right, in the fall. Yep. Welcome. Hi, good morning. <laughs> Glad to have you here. So I'm going to start by asking you guys to tell us your stories. Eden, I'm going to start with you because you know you're the senior, senior member. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about like how you came to Western, what your major is, what you've been doing since you've been here, all yeah, that kind of stuff. And pretty... remember, we're, we're on a tight schedule, so I'm you know you can leave it. some things out. I so. got it. I got it. <laughs> um, came to Western. I'm from New Milford, Connecticut, so it's down the road. Um, really came as a nursing major. I was like, this is what I want to do. You have to apply to get into the program, which has now changed, which is really a great thing for incoming freshmen. Um, really did not transition from high school to college well. My first semester tanked it completely. <laughs> really got my, my stuff together um, and was on dean's list the next semester after that. Um, kind of had this, like, I really want to be a nursing major. GPA was a little bit of an issue. Um, I took up a sociology minor and actually fell in love with sociology, so I put nursing to the side and became a sociology major um, and took my minor on as justice and law administration. And through my time here, I've been an orientation leader. I've been an RA, which is resident assistant, student administrative assistant. I sit on the judicial board. I uh, sit on the program activities council. I was president of a sorority on campus for two years. I'm sure there's more, but we're going to keep it on the <laughs> schedule. But very, very involved on campus. And now I'm graduating in 20-some-odd days and <laughs> applying to resident director jobs, which is really exciting. So, Ooh, yeah. Who'd have thought, huh? Honestly, <laughs> my parents did not yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, parents parents are like that. They have great expectations and, and you know, like a little bit of hopelessness involved, too. Yep. I think so. Yeah. So, Michael, what's your story? So, my story, I graduated high school in 2015, but I didn't go to college. I actually accepted a scholarship from Pace University for like $150,000 for math. Then I decided, wow, I really don't want to do that to myself. <laughs> so, I took a year off, and um, the only thing that kept me going through that year was like music and doing theater and stuff. So, I knew I wanted to do something in the arts. So... I, my dad actually worked for Western at the time, and so he was like, come, you know, it's a great school, and I was just like, okay, so I came, I viewed, I auditioned as a vocal performance major, I got in, but then I fell in love with education, so I knew I wanted to do something with music, but I wanted to do education, mm -hmm. so here I am as a music education major, um, going into senior year, I still do a lot of performing, which is hard, because it packs your schedule, yeah. then I... Didn't get involved too much on campus because I started the RA position because that mm -hmm. gave me the leadership opportunities that I wanted. Um, so now I'm here. Ooh 
Yeah. 30 second life story. I know. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So, and, and I learned some things too. So that's always good. Um, I know, Eden, you said you were an orientation leader at one point, And I think, you know, the whole point of this particular episode is really kind of catching some students who are going to be coming here. So they're going to be maybe listening to this before they come to orientation, we can hope. Um, and I'm wondering if, if either of you can share some thoughts about the importance of orientation and what it does and, and how it helps you kind of get acclimated to the school. Yeah, um, I've been an orientation leader for three years now. Um, I would say go to orientation. Do not miss <laughs> out on your orientation. There are two sessions in June, one session in July. So even if you do have high school graduation, which often does happen, um, please, please, please go to orientation. It's so important. You learn so much. You pretty much have instantaneous friends, um, whether they're the people that you meet or the orientation leaders themselves. And you really do get acclimated to the campus. It is kind of like a VIP access, kind of like this is what it's going to be like and this is what you can expect. Um, if you're going to be living in the residence halls and you stay overnight, you'll have a somewhat experience of what it's going to be like. So it really is kind of a firsthand insider peek of what it's going to be like to be on campus um, and getting real advice from real students about what to expect coming here. Yeah. I can speak on behalf of the people who have been on West Side their entire time. Mm -hmm. Midtown is a very different life yeah. than West Side. Midtown is involved and everything happens and there's most resources are on Midtown. So if you don't go to orientation and let's say you're put in, you know, Centennial or Honors Housing and stuff and so you never have to make it to Midtown unless you have like a class, mm -hmm. it is so hard to find those resources when you need them rather than know where they are and use them when you want them. Yeah. And then we get so many questions and Eden can definitely <laughs> attest to this on, um, you know, where do I get a new ID and like where do I do this? And <laughs> I wish you all could see the eye roll. If <laughs> you went to orientation, so yeah. you would have your idea on the first day of school yeah. and you wouldn't have to worry about these things. Um, I can say from a behind the scenes aspect, um, Dennis Osco, who's the director of Center for Student Involvement, as well as his graduate interns really do uh, take the time to plan orientation so that it is so informative and jam packed with not just, you know, sessions and sessions, but um, a lot of just interacting with one another. But it is really important to come because, um, as Michael said, you do get all these resources um, available to you. And you get a very detailed guided tour um, and the real honest kind of like, don't take this route and take this route or don't do this. And this is the best place to study and things like that. Um, and so all your tips and tricks are right there before you get in. And so then you're kind of a cool kid on the first day as well. <laughs> It's always good to be a cool kid. And I think that's a great point and one that I didn't necessarily think of is that, you know, we do have have students who live at Westside from the very beginning and not just first year, but transfer students, too. Mm -hmm. But most of those most of the offices you're going to need if you're paying a bill or if you you know are trying to speak to somebody in the registrar's office or things, they're here on this campus. And most of those resources that you're going to need if you're having trouble with studying or things here on this campus Most and the definitely. library is you know although there's a branch library at the west side campus it's very small it and is. your most of the resources you're going to need are going to be down on in the Haas library down on midtown so you know that was a, 
a great thing that I hadn't even thought about. So, yeah. thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, you know, if you think back to you know, all those years ago, to when you were getting ready to come to campus for your first time, what were things that you think were helpful to you or, you know, that you've heard other people do maybe over the summer that really help you start to get prepared for coming to school? I mean, besides buying your sheets, which here at Western are regular twin size, not the extra long. <laughs> <laughs> they are regular twin size. Um, I would say um, I did a walkthrough of my classes, so I kind of, like, went and visited each classroom so that, mm. like, the first day I knew exactly where I was going because, to, you know, a different campus, you know, you go from high school where you know exactly where every room is, and now your classes are in different buildings across campuses, and you need to know how long it's going to take you to walk from one class to another. Do I have time to stop and get a drink or something? Um, something else I did was and where research. you can do it. Exactly. Yeah. Einstein's. Yeah. <laughs> And also researching my professors to see kind of what to expect. Uh, make sure you check your Blackboard. That's a thing. If you go to orientation, you'll know what that is. <laughs> um, because usually professors will post, um, you know, their syllabi, their books, so that you can be prepared um, or as prepared as you can be on your first day of classes. So I'd have to say those things. I would buy a planner mm. in high school. You go from having... Five days of class from 7.15 in the morning till 2.15 in the afternoon, nonstop with a 20-minute lunch, to having two classes on a Monday, two, maybe three on a Tuesday, nothing on a Wednesday. Maybe one on a Friday. Maybe one on a Friday, you know. And so you go from being in such a controlled environment to I don't see my parents every day. Mm -hmm. I don't see my friends every day. I live with one other person in a room and no one can control my actions. It's kind of, and that's where we lose some people that like find either positive or negative things to, you know, fill that time. So buy a planner and like schedule out, like I would like to go to the gym. I want to do a hobby at this time. And then you'll get bombarded with clubs on your first day. But um, (laughs) buying a planner and like scheduling out your time and knowing actually seeing on paper how much free time you are yeah. going to have. Yeah. yeah, that was my downfall my freshman. My first semester, I, I'm i a very structured person, so I went from being super structured to having mm-hmm. no structure, mm-hmm. and no one was telling me, like, what to do or when to do it. And so, like, go to class because I was just like, oh, I have all this free time, and then I just, like, you start kind of taking your free time for granted and not mm-hmm. utilizing it properly, and then, like, it just slowly starts crashing down. Yeah, and it always feels like you have more of it because you look at that schedule and you're like, oh, well, I've got like six hours in a row here, and so I'll just do this. And mm-hmm. and then suddenly you realize, oh, my gosh, I have that bio quiz tomorrow mm-hmm. or something's coming up. So I think, you know, as well as, as putting in times about, you know, doing specific things, making time in your schedule, this is going to be time I set aside for studying. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be when I'm doing something with my friends or having dinner or something. I mean, it's, it seems weird to talk about like really scheduling out almost everything you do, like laundry time or something. But (laughs) But then you do it and you build a routine and now it's just like I'm just like in such a groove that Mm -hmm. like now I'm going to transition to working like adult business hours. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, not if you're going to be an RD. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But like all this free time, like not in the office after four o'clock. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) No homework? Yeah. The no homework thing is 
it's hard to get used to, and then it's really lovely and beautiful. You can read books that you want. That that's that, the real adult yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really lovely. <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to get into some more things for um, things once people get here that they really should do. So I want to talk with both of you about, you know, how you got involved in things. Like Michael, you said you really didn't get involved in a whole lot, but you became an RA pretty early on to get some leadership skills. So how did that come about for you? So I have a very difficult major. Um, I, I tell everyone about it for bragging rights that I do it every day. But um, I take at least the first two years, I took about 13 to 15 classes, which added up to be 20, 21 or 22 mm -hmm. credits. So I didn't have a lot of time. And especially when things were all located on Midtown, I didn't have a lot of like, oh, I can just run over and like do something. So most of the people that were there for me were my RAs when I was a freshman because I lived in Centennial. Mm -hmm. So I would spend, you know, nights with them and they would love the bonding opportunities and not sitting alone at desk. <laughs> so um, and then I was like, I could help my teaching by learning how to interact with people in a different way than, you know, just as friends and being able to like set those, you know, boundaries and, you know, learning on how to work on a different side of myself while getting involved on campus, being part of a different community mm -hmm. and getting away from just like sitting in my room and just doing homework. So the RA position to me was really eye-opening and then I can throw programs and actually have fun and build a, a like a, a community that no one really has to commit to. They can come right. to a program, you know, you can develop a community, but you don't have to like meeting time every yeah. Tuesday from three. And if that doesn't work for you, you can't be a yeah. part of it. So I was able, that gave me the opportunity to build those communities. Mm -hmm. I like that. Eden, how about you? How did you fall into getting involved? Um, I really wanted to be involved in high school, uh, and my mom's a single mom, so that the scheduling was kind of rough, and so I came to college, and that was something I really wanted to do. I've always been social. Uh, my first club's carnival was very overwhelming <laughs> because, um, as Michael said earlier, like everyone wants you to be a part of their club, and so I was like, and they've wow. got stuff for and you. And they've got and stuff, they're, and they're yeah. handing it to you, and you're signing your name on something <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> So then my first semester, I was like, yeah, this is all too much. And it kind of worked out in my favor. Um, it was really my sophomore year that I was like, okay, like, I really want to be in PAC. Like, I like event planning. This sounds cool and great. Um, and I knew some of the people that were in it. Um, and from there, it was also, I lived in Grasso at the time. And so um, I liked my RAs. I kind of saw what they were doing. And I was like, I think I could do that. Like, that seems cool. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I became an RA. Um, and also at the time I was in a sorority, um, and that just came out of, I just realized I didn't have a lot of female friends, and I was mm -hmm. like, I just want to have, like, a cool girl gang, so I went to sorority. Um, and so that's kind of how I became involved, and then it, it all kind of grew from there as far as student administrative assistant and being on the judicial board and being a judicial advocate. I think that once you put your foot out there, uh, you don't have to, like, thrust yourself out there, but just, like, start... Um, Usually, like, you'll get involved, and then you kind of want more, and you kind of want more. Um, because as Michael said, it is really nice to be a part of so many different communities. Um, you become very resourceful, and mm -hmm. everyone knows that you're going to have the answers, because you usually do, um, <laughs> which is great. 
Um, but it is really nice to kind of like, oh, like, love my sorority sisters. They're great. But like, I just need a break from them. I'm going to go and like sit in the pack office or, um, you know, at the tail end of my, my career. Now I'm a part of SGA, which has been really great. Um, and so you'll find that being involved in different areas on campus does provide you with so many different resources and so many different friends. And it's really great. Yeah. I mean, what what do you think about what the value of being involved is for people? I mean, you talked about some of it, just kind of expanding that sense of community mm-hmm. that you develop. It turns school into home. Mm-hmm. When you don't get involved, you start looking at school as like your job and yeah. your work. But when you actually get involved and do things, it makes you feel like you're evolving and it makes you feel like where you are right now is somewhere that you want to be mm. and that feeling I call home. Yeah, I agree. That's the big difference. My parents don't see me. Um, and like you know, like oh, you only is this a hotel? Minutes, yeah. You only come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas and I'm like one, I have a lot of things to do because I am involved on campus, yeah. which is really great, which does lead to that home aspect. Um but in addition to that, like you know, I think of my staff, like, they're very much like my family. Like, I see them, I see them, and I talk to them more than I do my parents, <laughs> um, which is really weird. Um, but I think also just now that I'm graduating, looking back, I really feel like I'm a more well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. I think that I got a lot from academia. Um, but I can say I just finished my uh, reflections for the LCCC program, which yes. everyone should do. <laughs> um, and doing my reflections and looking back at all the time that I've been here, I really feel very much like a well-rounded person um, just as far as everything that I've achieved, but just personal growth. Mm-hmm. You grow so much as a person because in high school you're so used to interacting with the same people all the time, and they're usually people that you've grown up with. And you come into college and it is people that you've never seen before, wearing things that you've never seen before, mm-hmm. doing things that you've never seen before. Um, and so you do have this chance to just kind of immerse yourself in the world um, and Western is very much, you know, we're an open campus, but it's very much its own little world. And every mm-hmm. community, it's, it's its own little world. Um, and so I would definitely say it just makes you a well-rounded person. I feel very, like, woke as yeah. teenage people <laughs> would say. <sighs> you know, I think one of the things that I can remember back to was that you were, being involved on campus also gave you an opportunity to put things you were learning, like, into practice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes not necessarily things you were learning but in a class, but also just things that you might be able to use later on, mm-hmm. you know, because I was involved in activities and things. So I learned a lot about about making contracts with people as you were trying to book acts and, mm-hmm. and things, which is helpful when you're, you know, negotiating. So that first car that you come to, to get, right. you've, you've gained some skills doing things because you were involved on campus that are going to help you out. And, you know, you talk about the help it could be to you as a classroom teacher, you know. So a lot of we get a lot of people over the years who are education majors who come in to do the ARMS or the RA positions because you do get some skills with speaking with people, with kind of bringing the temperature of a situation down and, and – and, you know, that one-on-one interaction and developing relationships. So lots of things that way. Um, the other thing I wanted to just, you know, throw out there is that, um, you know, we talk about a lot of times people, when you talk about getting involved on campus, they think it's only clubs and organizations. And there's a lot to being involved by working on campus, too. Oh, yes. and, and you've 
you've worked in a lot of places besides for us too. So, yeah, I'm currently serving as a student volunteer coordinator um, in Dean Kramer's office, so student affairs, um, and that has also led to a whole other. You know, now I love volunteering and I'm super passionate about it, and I it seemed very distant to me, and now it's become my job, um, and I love it. I've planned you know Western Day of Service for three Western Day of Services and two community service fairs. Um, really sad to leave the position, but I think to echo what you said, it really does give you life skills that you take beyond your four years mm-hmm. of college. And now that I'm applying to jobs and they can, you know, you're able to say, oh, like I've done, you know, advising students. I've done that because I advise whole council and, you know, can you plan large events? Yes, because I've done that in PAC and done that for being an RA. And now I've done that for student volunteer coordinator. Um, and so working on campus is also a really good way to get involved because you get money. <laughs> and you know everything that's happening on campus, which is great. Yeah. Um, if you guys had somebody sitting in front of you right now who was much younger than I um, and was just starting out here, what would you, how would you answer these questions for them? So, like, what's the best place to study here? The library, fifth floor, and the little yeah. cubicles <laughs> on the outskirts because you get this, like, cubicle with like walls and it's not really claustrophobic but like you're laser focused best place in my personal opinion um there are a lot of like understated lounges Mm -hmm. randomly Mm -hmm. in different buildings yeah um my favorite is the lounge on the third floor of the campus center on west side because Uh, it has a great view Mm -hmm. and like when you look up you just like see the observatory Mm -hmm. and the skyline and Mm -hmm. then like you're like all right Cool. And then you look back down for another, like, 45 <laughs> minutes. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of quiet places that no one knows about. Yeah. Yeah. I love things like that. It was funny because when I was in school, I went to school at Bowling Green in Ohio, and there was a outside of the ballroom in our campus center, there was a, a women's restroom that had the most terrific lounge outside of the bathroom area. And it was it was kind of dark and quiet, and nobody ever stayed in there. And they had these beautiful leather couches that you could just collapse into and it was the best place ever and i don't even know if it still exists but there was a thing on facebook last week and they were asking about your favorite memories from the student center and i'm like it's definitely the lounge (laughs) Um, great place to study too so um what was the best way you found to get to meet people when you started here just say hi and compliment them that's literally it. And then people like compliments, and then they compliment you back, and then you start having a, oh, are you going in this direction? Oh, so am I. And then you just start talking to each other. Yeah. Um, I would say first couple RA programs. Mm. I didn't like, like I I took a gap year, so I was a little bit I was a little bit yeah. older, and I was still older in high school. So when I showed up, it was like, oh, like a lot of people are like just coming off this high school kick, like not into that anymore. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But it was, like, the first couple RA programs that, like, you see – you you go to the things where you see people that you would want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you go to an RA program that you're into and you see someone else there, you already have something in common because you want to be there. And yeah. that's true. That's more applicable for, like, more than just those things. You know, but if you, you know, go to somewhere you don't want to be, like, you know – well, first of all, why are you there? Second of all, you don't have that in common. So if you go to events and stuff that you're mutually interested in, you've already met people that you have things in common with. And then strike up a conversation because especially freshman year, everyone has as little friends as you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, best hint about taking the bus between campuses. Oh, 30 minutes from seat to seat. 30 <laughs> minutes from seat to seat. Like, mm-hmm. you're sitting in a class, and you need, if you need to be somewhere at 1230, allocate 30 minutes from I am in this class, I can catch a shuttle during 15-minute operating hours, and then walk to my new class, you should allocate 30 to like 40 minutes. Don't think that it's like going to be a 15 minute ride because that time that you expect it's going to be a 15 minute ride. There's it's going to be, be a 25 accident. minute ride. Yeah. You know? There's an accident. There's traffic. I agree. Echoed. Okay. Um, food service. What should everybody know? Uh, the freshman 15 is so real. It's not even <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> it's, it's freshman 30 for me. It was wild. Like, also, you don't. You have to take PE, but you just have to take it for a semester. So you went from like mandatory PE to not, and then like you're eating all this food portion size that your parents were like watching out for you for. You don't have that anymore, and then the food's really good, and so you're just going. And these wings are good, and then the the onion rings, and like yeah. So the salad bar is there. Utilize it. We have actually a really, really, really great salad bar. I will have to say that. Um, and so just eat as healthy as you would like to eat, but um, know that the freshman fifteen thirty, whatever you want to call it, happens. Utilize food service. And they're really great about accommodations for, like, gluten-free, uh, vegan. We have vegan Mondays for lunch um, on Midtown. Uh, there's a plethora of selection on Westside as well. So food service good. Just make it work for you. Um, Midtown and Westside are a little different. Just know mm-hmm. the difference. Like Midtown is way more all you can eat, so watch out if you're gonna yeah. go there. <laughs> and Westside is um, station by station, yeah. and you get your meal and a side and a drink, and that's and it. That's, so yeah. if you really need to know the difference, it's that yeah. versus. So if you're really you walk hungry, you should come you to Midtown. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for a feast, Midtown's where it's at. Okay, when you've needed help, where did you go? Regarding what? Uh, just like, in general, as a is there some place oh, that oh, okay, yeah. okay. as a freshman or like now? Yes, as a freshman. <laughs> um, honestly, my orientation leader, because at that time, like I was kind of still like, oh, adults are scary to me, and like they're real adults, and they're gonna like criticize me for asking questions, which does not happen here. For the record, yeah. everyone's very friendly. Um, but yeah, my orientation leader was was my first stop and go to. Until I started getting involved, and then you meet advisors, and then they introduce you to faculty, and then you just start knowing all these people. But, yeah, that was my point person. Your RAs have basically the immediate response people. Mm -hmm. Like, they have all the resources that you would need. And then as a senior, you know, well, me going into my senior year now, if I need help, by then you'll have developed relationships with professors and bosses, and then they appoint you to, like, you know, places that you would need. Mm -hmm. So what are three things every student should know? Go to class. Please go to class. I just beg <laughs> of you go to class. Um, the professors are not also okay, the professors are not gonna ask you like, can I have a note from your parents? Like they're gonna want a doctor's <laughs> note, but they're not chasing you around for anything. Um, and uh, what else? Um, take every opportunity that you can get. Um, and really really utilize your professors and your resources here on campus. Um, I th- really feel like I, I've utilized them probably to the full ex- extent, um, and it's gotten me here, so that's really great. Um, and so take every opportunity that you can get um, and do do good things. Like four years goes by quick. I've been here for more than four years, <laughs> um, and it still went by really quickly, so make the most of your time here. 
Mine would be one, go to class. <laughs> cannot cannot express that enough. Two, um, if hmm, how do I phrase this? Don't settle. Hmm. You don't need you don't need to settle for anything. You don't need to settle for a job or what you think a friend should be. And you know, you don't have to lower your standard because of different experiences. Just hold on and wait for new experiences. And you'll be okay. Those are probably the three things okay. that they should know. Those are good ones. Um, what's been your favorite event or activity you've done here? Yeah, you know, besides this, this podcast. I was going to say, this is pretty cool. <laughs> um, I think between Clubs Carnival and West Fest, those are the two big ones. I also enjoy homecoming, so I guess I just named all three big events that happen on campus. Um, but I think just big events that rally everyone together um, and just like overall you're getting a good time and you always get free stuff and who doesn't want free stuff so yeah pack bingo always gets me that's how I got my airpods <laughs> fire go to I pack bingo it's the best thing ever oh I love it okay um, favorite pizza and the best place to eat in walking distance on midtown Soho and Soho okay Okay, Soho so best... is a pizza place, if you don't yeah. know. Yeah. That buffalo chicken pizza slaps. So good. Okay, so Double Twister is right next door to Soho. Really good ice cream. Really, really, really good ice cream. Um, and I would say best pizza place. It's not within walking distance, but within Uber distance. Yeah. Frank Pepe's. There's one in New Haven. Mm-hmm. There's also one in Danbury. It is so, 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 so good. <laughs> and right near the movie theater. Make it a date night. I love it. And then the last of these quickies is um, what's your favorite secret about Western? Oh, okay. In alumni circle, if you stand on the little metal thing and you clap your hands, it makes a really, really, really cool oh. noise. It's incredible. I love it. I can't wait to do it one more time as an undergrad. Um, I would say like that's just like something's like super cool and weird, but it's cool. Ditto. I was, I, that was, Sorry. That was, that was definitely. We didn't even discuss this one. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> oh, Ives is a cool place to hang out. Ives Concert Park. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't go there. It's don't go there after in. dark because there are no lights. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but, like, just take your homework there and sit on the pavilion and look at the lake. It's yeah. a cool fountain, too. So. It is, yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful place, especially in the fall. It's just mm-hmm. lovely. Oh, now it's nice, weeks. too, because you've got the spring the stuff coming, coming but yeah. um, the fall is When the leaves are changing, astounding. that's so crazy. Yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap things up here, and before we go, is there anything else you want to say to students at Western? Um, welcome. I won't be here, <laughs> but I'll be back to visit. We'll um, put your portrait up in the, in the office. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh, what a journey. Um, you know, if you did it right, you're going to be really sad to leave. It's bittersweet. I'm really excited to just be an adult and look yeah. for jobs with health insurance. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you did it right, you really are going to be sad to leave. And I would definitely echo what um, Michael was saying. It's like, Anytime you're gonna, some you're gonna encounter struggles, and that's the point. Like you're gonna grow, and you have mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable to grow. But just like, hold on, grow through it. It's gonna be okay. You're gonna come out on the other side so much stronger and such a better person. Um, but welcome to Western. Take care of my home. Um, <laughs> do great things here, and be the change that you want to see. Because there's always great change to be made. You are not gonna recognize yourself when you graduate. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> um, oh. Rig. Oh, you are going to mess up. Yeah. And you are going to cry. Mm-hmm. And you are going to be way too busy to add that one more thing that you're already committed to your schedule to. 
just sleep, work on it, keep going. You're going to get a D on a paper. You're not going to get a 4.0. But when you graduate, you will have relationships with both professors and faculty and friends that you won't have. And then you'll look back at that person who came in and you're like, who are you? I'm going to start crying. This yeah. is so I true. I shaved I my head. I made mistakes. Mary Beth knows. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh. It's so true. Yeah. 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 And then you're going to leave, and then you're going to have a degree that says you spent a lot of money, and then you have to do a lot more things. So undergrad is really the college experience that's least stressful because then, you know, when you're in you know, your grad, you don't have a lot more opportunities for fun so life gets life gets in the way a lot yeah, more than so. well thank you guys so much for being here um i loved what you had to say so it was really good eden because you're graduating i'm wishing you the best of luck thank and you I, so you know, much you've got <laughs> so much ahead of you michael have a great summer and i'm so excited to have you coming back and you're coming back next year as an arm rather I than an ra so you're switching things up a little Centennial here for the Hall. last thing and, and i'm, I'm so excited about that too so um listeners we've got a lot of podcasts out there with lots of really great information about campus resources and they're all up on the site so please find us there and listen in because there's lots of really good stuff um, that's going to help you be more successful as a student here. If you do have questions that you want answers to, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu and I'll be happy to find an answer for you. And um, thanks for listening and the best of luck as you all start your days as a colonial. Bye Bye. now. Bye. Bye.